the volume. This Sessions is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. They're America's number one sportsbook for a reason, y'all. It's so easy to use. It's safe and secure. That's one of the main things for me. I don't want any BS. I love that there's no BS with FanDuel. Plus, you get your winnings fast. Now winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours. Plus, it's super fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. It's awesome. So if you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with the promo code Renee, that's R-E-N-E-E, so that they know that I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Wyoming, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona 18887897777 or visit ccpg.org/chat for Connecticut 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com/rg for Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania and Virginia 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY for New York Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 and 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Hey guys, welcome to the best of the sessions. What we have done is we've combined the best of Tuesday's episode and Thursday's episode, mashed them together to give you a beautiful little audio gift for your ear holes. We have some awesome, awesome guests on the show. Cannot thank people enough for taking the time to, to come hang out with me. Give me a little bit of their time. We give you a little bit of that. We all get to hang out and enjoy it, learn a little bit about each other. Um, so it's really cool to mash these all together and you guys can get those little abbreviated highlights of both of the interviews throughout the week. Also, of course, if you want to listen to the full lengths, you can do that. They all exist. Uh, just make sure to check out all things from the Volume Podcast Network. Like, subscribe, turn on those notifications, all that good stuff. But let's get into it. Here's the best of the sessions. What's going on with you? How are you? I'm so excited to like finally have you on here thank to hang you, out. Thank you. I know. We've been talking about this. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. It's the oral session. <laughs> it's not the oral sessions. It's just the sessions. We had to ditch the oral. Really? We didn't have to. It was a choice. So it was why a choice. You keep, just keep oral. Welcome to the oral. Welcome to oral, everybody. So for those that can't see, I just want you to know that I'm incredibly distracted because there's like a lot of thigh. Oh my gosh. Out right <laughs> and it's spread out too. <laughs> Renee, I'm not wearing Miro clothes is anymore. a thigh man. You've got these like, these great gams. You take great pride in this body. Uh, well, not the, the legs specifically. Uh, yeah, you're the a leg guy. The body needs work, but the legs are very important. What goes into the leg workout? Uh, you know what? I stopped squatting a few years ago. People don't know that. Why? I know big secret because my back was hurt. Oh, okay. You know when you're low. So you're one of those smart people that actually listen to their body when they say, "Hey, don't do that anymore." When you're young, you don't care, right? And when you and and when the older people tell you, you still don't care. Of course. But now that you're up there, you're like, should have. Yeah, time to check in. It's okay. But if you guys are out there and you're listening, listen. Listen to your body. Listen to the people that came before you that are telling you maybe don't do certain things. Yeah, because everything works, man. It's all about how connected to your mind you are, to the yeah. muscle you are. You can do everything. You don't need squats. Dorian Nates, Mr. Olympia, how many yeah. times? You never yeah. squatted. Who needs it? You don't need it. I've kind of given it up, but that's just because I 
I'm not really doing much of anything these days. You're a mother. You must do that. Oh, I mean, I'm doing that. But I mean, like, I'm not like in the gym, like putting in as much work. I was really hitting the gym for a while. And I'm like, mm, let's just take a nap instead. No. Sometimes. But you still have to do something for exercising. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I get in my 10,000 steps a day. I get in my cardio. We keep it moving. Keep it moving. We keep it happening. Um, okay, so you are the like mind-body connection. Do you spend a lot of time? Like, do you like meditate? No. Do you, what do you do? I pray. You do? Do you? I love God. I love Jesus, my Savior. What, 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 like, what do you mean? Like, what goes into this? You pray every day? I have a spiritual direction as well. Every, every, every day, one hour a day. What's that? I don't know what that means. So I meet with my spiritual direction coach once a, once a week. Okay. And we talk about like, what's the upcoming. They have like every day you sit down, sit down for one hour. You read certain verses from the Bible mm-hmm. and you sit and you meditate. Meaning meditate, you, you put yourself in there. What happened? And just listen to God. What tells you? interesting and then you write it down and every day you do that and then you meet and you talk about your experience and what god told you this week and then you move on to the next so what's what is god telling you right like this week what are we on what are we on what are we on right now teach me your ways (laughs) what are we on well this week we're talking about actually the path of jesus the way he started okay so this week we're talking about when he first left uh on his mission so he just got baptized by john the baptist I'm getting an education right now, by the way. I was not raised with any religion. So, and like, not to be like ignorant to it. I just, I don't know. So I'm like, I'm always, I'm very interested. Yeah. So uh, he got baptized and uh, the sky is open and God revealed that this is his beloved son. And so he went. The more you know, guys. It's very interesting. You know, even, even if you don't believe in God, if you want to believe, if you want to do believe whatever you want to believe. Sure. But even if you read the Bible, just to see the morals of it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, you know, I agree. Just to see, you know, don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal. Sure. Love your neighbor, respect your parents. Sure. Those are all great morals that yeah. I think everybody, whether you like God, whatever you, you want to call it, it's mm-hmm. all great morals. It all applies. Absolutely. To, depending on like how, whatever your viewpoint is. make you a better is. person. Agreed. 100%. Um, so you were raised religious? No. Really? No. Uh, so there was religion. My grandma was Catholic. But Bulgaria is not, I mean, they're kind of religious, but on the holidays. Oh, okay. That's like me. Because I feel like the old school, like communism didn't promote too much. You Got know. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we were, Bulgaria was communist for 50 years or so. So, yeah. you know, uh, religions was pushed down, but I always knew it. I, I had it inside. I always felt it. How did you start connecting with that side? So my grandma taught me how to pray. Okay. So before I left to America, she taught me how to pray. And every night I would pray just the, our father in heaven. And that was it from the beginning. And, you know, uh, the same thing I would go. And of course, I would pray to God just kind of sometimes when you have some. But you just say the words to say you don't. I didn't. When I was a kid, you didn't have actually those feelings. Yeah. But it wasn't until I had some actually live experiences with God that it was like, whoa, this thing. Now is we got to talk. Yeah. yeah. I had a problem getting my driver's license and just one day driving in California, you know, in California without driver's license, immigrants. Oh yeah. Done. Oh yeah. And I went to DMV a couple of times. They said no, because of my paperwork wasn't right. And one day I'm just driving and God says right here, it says go to DMV. And I was like, I keep driving, go to DMV and DMV was right on the right side. I made a right turn. I made the exact same steps, showed my same paperwork. The and they proved it. Wow. You, my life has been, I mean, without God, it's been nothing. Like they got me, I got signed by WWE because God intervened there as well. How? Well, I had a torn ACL. 
And they send me, you know, you have to do these medical whatever. And with Dorian ACL, they'll send you right back. Right. So I'm going, I'm praying 100%, praying the whole time. And there comes the doctor with a, with a student doctor. So instead of him paying attention kind of to my stuff, he's talking to him. Yes. And kind of he's like, yeah, this, this, this. All right, you're good. Wow. And I'm telling you, it's, it's real. That's really crazy. It's absolutely real. That's why, you know, people say, oh, I'm a believer, but I'm a mm-hmm. knower. Because, yeah, yeah, you felt it. Yeah, there's nothing else. There's nothing else like it. This, like, totally changed the course of what this interview was going to be. Sorry. I'm like, tell me about this. No, but I find that it, it's really fascinating to me. I think that's really interesting. That's cool. Um, what other um, hurdles did you have moving to America? Like, having things like that, not being able to get your driver's license, finding work, leaving your family, all that stuff. Well, it started with a hurdle because I came as an exchange student. I was supposed to work for three months and then go back. I had a contract. But after the first month, I got kicked out. I got fired. What happened? Uh, They told me I'm not good at my job. (laughs) What was your job? I was a painter of houses. I've never painted. Painting on the ceiling and stuff? What happened? Oh, no. In Virginia, outside, I had to paint outside houses. I've never done this in my life. Yeah. I'm not saying I was good at my job, but to fire me and to kick me on the street, kick me out of the house. Because they provided the housing, which we paid for. I'm in America for one month, and I got kicked out with $150 on the street in America. What? I'm a month in. What did you do? Uh, well, there was a couple of guys that I knew from work. and They were like, okay, come live with us. How old were you? I was 20 years old. Oh, my God. So you are a baby away from your family, kicked out in the streets. And took a huge debt to come to America. How much? About five grand. I had that too at one point. And it, when you're that young, that shit oh my kills gosh. you. And this oh is my Bulgaria. God. You know, Bulgaria, five grand is. Yeah. Especially yeah. Especially 2005. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my. I remember when I finally paid mine off was just like a, oh, like what a moment to get rid of that debt, paying for visas and all that. But and that's where these guys with medical, uh, with student debts and medical debts and all that is just so always. So scary hanging over your I know head. it really is um okay so you're here you kicked out on the streets you've got the debt where do you go from there so they took me in uh we lived in a two-bedroom apartment about seven of us <laughs> <laughs> would you sleep on the floor on the couch well, in the tub no on the floor oh it's my. okay it's America sure, you, sure. you expect these things right. you know you watch so many movies you're like shit happens you know you just you gotta persevere I think that's what life teaches you and uh I found a job at Wendy's I lasted about two weeks <laughs> Did you get fired from there? No, I left oh, okay. on my account. Okay. I, I just couldn't do that. Okay. Was, yeah. God bless you guys. No, it's a tough gig. My first gig was at Dairy Queen and I lasted maybe like two months and I was like, mm. not easy. Everybody. And, and you know, everybody gets so much shit on, you know, yes. that works there. And, oh my God. But these guys, man, it's a thankless gig. Yes. Who yes. else is going to give you your spicy nuggets? You know, yeah. lighten up. <laughs> Jeez. Lighten up. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so I did that. Then I found another job that I get to clean stores like at night, like Dollar General's. Okay. They'll close at night. Uh-huh. And we'll go and put this chemical to take all the um, the wax from the floor. Okay. And then we'll put a new wax. Okay. So I was on the road before WWE and all that with this guy because every night we'll hit different towns, different counties, different uh, states and all oh that. Oh my God. My whole life prepared me to get on the road eventually. That's nuts. That probably was a good gig, though, because you could just zone out. You didn't really have to talk to yeah. anyone. You just put he on, like, headphones. Russian. I didn't even speak much Russian at yeah. the time. So we would just, like, travel. We'll do our thing at night. We'll sleep. I would work out, do whatever I have to. Yeah. Travel for a couple of weeks, go back. I'll have some money. Now I can wait for the next gig. What was the main goal at that point? Survive. 
to have like the goals to like come over here, come to America and to just survive. Was it always kind of burning in the back of your mind of wanting to get into professional wrestling and doing like the bodybuilding and all that stuff? Yeah. Um, I was a fan of professional wrestling since I was a kid. That was mm-hmm. like six, seven years old. So Hogan, I was like, wow, this is great. Yeah. Bulgaria has no wrestling. I tried. There was no wrestling. I didn't even know professional wrestling existed besides in America. Yeah. I never knew there was indie wrestling or Germany or England, none of that. Yeah. I knew that WCW was on the German television and eventually WWF came on um, Sky Sports and all that. Yeah. So I was watching that. That was cool. And, you know, we watched it. I was a fan, but I never knew that one day I could do that. Of course. Who thinks that? Of course. And at that time I was playing basketball. I was like, man, I want to go NBA. And I was six feet tall. For Uh me, America was a dream. Since I was a kid, I was second grade, third grade. I started learning English just because I had the desire. ready to go. Like the video games that I played, the movies that we watched, everything was about America and English and all that. So I was like, man, this is what I want to do. What about for your family? Were they big? Like, did they sort of look at America the same way that you did? No. No. You know, my mom and dad, they grew up in the communist era. And, uh, you know, it's even to this day, like a lot of these old school, I would say old school Bulgarians, they kind of like, man, we miss the communist times. Everything was so much simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (sighs) That's crazy. But when you grew up, but but then because after this communist time, you know, democracy, which corrupt democracy, which makes you hate that even more. And then you're missing the old times, which nobody had anything. I knew it. I just got to get away. I just wanted to come here. I wanted to make something. I wanted to help my family. That's what I wanted Mm -hmm. to do. But I 100% knew that I couldn't do that in Bulgaria. How much do you think about that still? Like, do you ever, I'm sure you do. I mean, if you're praying every day and like really kind of reflecting on life, but looking at the fact that you are here, this massive success story, you make great money, you live a great life, to not come from that and to have like earned every bit of that. Like, what does that, like, what do you think of that? I never think about these things. Really? Never. Oh my gosh. I'm always keeping my head down. I never thought, yeah. I, ne- I don't think I'm successful. I don't think I'm all, look at me all. And I don't think I'm rich. I don't think I'm all. I'm just a boy who is very, who is very blessed. To, and I'm very happy living my life. And I love that I'm, I'm able to help my family. Yeah. I mean, you work so hard for all this stuff though, too. Not I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> now you get to like kind of coast and yeah. kind of sit on the hard work that, uh, that you've been putting in. But I like, I always find but now that I really... love my job. That's what I wanted to say. Yes. You know, when you're on the road 300 days, you still love your job, but it's completely different. Now, knowing that I get to go and perform once or twice a week yeah. and I can be at home and I can rest my body, I can mm-hmm. work out, I can eat right. Yeah. I mean, this is what, this is what I think it's much healthier for me yeah. mentally, spiritually, physically, and all that. What was the downtime like for you between leaving WWE to debuting with AEW? What was like that in between bit like? So much twitching. (laughs) (laughs) Always with the twitch. So much twitching because I didn't know what to do. You know, I had the three months, you know, you can't Mm -hmm. work anywhere. And, um, you know, Woods was like, man, you really, you love video games. So I know who I was. He's like, and you were good with people. You should do that. And then I was watching Shaq, you know, the DJ show that he had. Uh, Another DJ show, but the reality show that he has on TNT. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. And he's always talking about, he always wanted to be a DJ. Uh Uh-huh. But he didn't want to be just a DJ. He wanted to be actually because he wanted to do that. He loved doing that. So I was like, you know what? If he can do that, if he want to follow his childhood dream or he likes doing that, I'm going to do that as well. So I started playing video games on Twitch. 
And it was so much fun. Yeah. It was so much fun. And I got so many opportunities from Twitch. Everyone loves it. Everyone that does it loves it. It's fun. And, you know, yeah. communicating with, with, with your audience and you get to, because this is what I love to do. I love hanging out and play video games at home anyways when I'm time off. But, you know, FCF, my football team uh, uh, came so from that. So first of all, I didn't know this until I was getting ready for this interview. I'm like, wait, what? Hold on. Let me pull this up so that I get the actual facts right. Please so you do. have the fan-controlled football league that you own with Marshawn Lynch, Todd Gurley, and Renee Montgomery. How did this happen? How did you get involved with this? I don't know. I was just twitching, you know, doing whatever had to be. It was my peak of I was twitching all the time. And um, they showed interest. They contacted my, um, my management company and they said that you, they like my online persona, whatever you want to call it. Uh -huh. They like my interaction with people. They think I'm really entertaining. And uh, if they, well, so, so. <laughs> well, I have to say for the people, I got to put myself over. <laughs> put yourself over. He's entertaining. I said it off the get. I said he's very funny. We all love Miro. Et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they offered if I want to uh, be involved in it. Yeah. So we looked into it and it sounded like no brainer. It's, it's a great concept. It's, you know, football, we all love football. But now as a fan, to be able to control, you know, to pick the play on the offense and a defense, and it happens right in front of you, real life in a real game. Yeah. It just brings kind of, you know, the Madden, the video game play uh, with real life football. And I think it's a great concept crazy how much do you interact with the other uh, owners only when i yell at them oh <laughs> oh you mean the other owners yeah, of, yeah. oh i thought you're talking about the opposite oh team. no 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 our, uh, we have we have great communication yeah. we have a group text we have calls because we have to do weekly drafts okay. we gotta think about who we're taking who we're kicking out and all that yeah, I feel like you really have your hand in like a lot of different pots because I don't know that people understand that you're also a real estate mogul. You're just buying up properties. You're renting them out. Like you bust your ass. This is me putting over all of your things. I've got to talk about his accolades, guys. That's what we're doing. That's what the show is. Thank you. Thank you. It was about 2016, I think. And I figure, figured out that, hey, these money that I'm making for wrestling are not going to be enough for the rest of my life. Yes. I got to figure something else. When did you start to like do the math on that? When you were like, mm. I think it was about 15, 16 when I started calculating. I'm like, man, I know how people's careers are, how much money I'm making and how much life is left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Right. Honestly. And I was so glad for their rude awakening because I found uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The book. Have you heard of it? No. Robert Kiyosaki. Okay. Fantastic book. Okay. He's a great... He was an army veteran in Vietnam, and then he came back and he started with buying one condo in Hawaii, and then now he's a billionaire, you know, just wow. from real estate. So I started listening to his philosophy, you know, get out of the rat race and, you know, how to, how to kind of, you know, assets and, you know, all these kind of stuff. You get to get broken down. And he's yeah. saying, you know, in America, nobody's teaching you financial education. No, not at all. They're teaching you go to school, get a job, yep. pay your taxes, and blah, blah, blah. He's like, this is bullshit yeah yeah this is how they want you to slave you know hustling 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 you're exhausted you're tired you're beat down people are trying to buy houses houses right away but he's like houses you this is not an asset it's uh what is it the other word you're smarter than me when it comes to this i couldn't asset, tell you uh an asset uh what is the opposite the, of assets guys anybody what is the i a liab liability. I was, was going to say that, and I was like, there's you're no smart. way that's what it is. <laughs> it's a liability because it's not because you're paying every month. It doesn't bring you anything. But people think, oh, house is asset, but it's not. Yeah. And he explains all these things. It's a free book. I highly recommend anybody go get it. There's an audio. There's a, there's a written version. 
read it and just there's a game that you can make it a lot easier for you to understand. It's mm. called the Rap Race. Who put you onto this book? I just found it. Wow. So that's how, I, and I bought my first property. The same thing. I was listening. I bought my first property, cash for eighty-five thousand dollars. I put ten thousand dollars in it to renovate it. Yes. Yeah. That was two thousand. For Nashville, everybody, by the way. Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, now it's worth a lot more. How many properties do you own? Twenty-two. You guys, holy shit! Yeah. How long do you wait between each one to be like, all right, going to snatch up oh, another one? I was one, buying or like, every, every pay-per-view paycheck at one point. Good <laughs> for you. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Because look, I like stuff. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I have my man cave. I have my video games. I have my Maseratis, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But that's nothing at the end of the day. You get, I need to buy something for the future. Yes. It's going to bring me money. Yes. Because Robert Kiyosaki Make your says, money work for you. Put in $10,000 or whatever car payment or if it's costing you this. Put in an investment that's going to return those money, yes. then buy the thing. Yes, 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 yes. So eventually when you pay this thing off, this thing is still going to keep bringing you money. I find it like for you to just have this like business mind to like make sure that you are doing life right is like really impressive. Do you think that comes from being on your own for so long and kind of having your back against the wall of like, I kind I have to be successful? I can't put it on me. I got to put it on God. He just smartened me up. A lot of things just come to my mind. Like that's what, I, like moving to LA, it just comes. Like a lot of these things, just boom. What happened out in LA? Uh, I got mad at work, you know the usual stuff. And <laughs> Not I'm Wendy's, like, a different one. Not Wendy's. No, the WWE work. Oh, WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. I moved in California the second time, not the first time. Oh, I meant the first time when you were out there as a, you were a taxi oh, driver, I moved there, right? Just, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. moved there to to make it because it's Los Angeles. Yeah. Everybody makes it in LA. And you came from Virginia. Why did you? You were in Virginia because of school. No, because of my job. Right. Got it. And then we drove cross country in a 1988 red Oldsmobile. Hell yes. Look at these stories you have. Are you going to write a book? I don't know. You're thinking about it. I don't it. remember a lot of the things. You're, you're rattling no, stuff my, off to me pretty good right now. Once I get to WWE, so where the matches start, yeah, the thing for CJ. Because <laughs> okay. CJ knows, he, she knows, boom, boom, this happened, this happened, this happened. Yeah, she actually does. I was literally just interviewing her right before this, and I was like, wow, she really has stuff like lined up. My brain doesn't work like that. John, John's like that. John can rattle off dates and buildings, and I'm like, Psst. I don't know what happened yesterday. Like, I don't I have a clue. I thought I never worked in the, the forum in LA before. And, <laughs> and Tony Khan had to remind me and CJ that I worked Brock Lesnar there. I'm like, oh, well, well, that's cool. these things happen. Oh, it's my bad. God. It's bad. Yeah. Guys, yeah th these things happen. You got to read your books so you can have a better memory. Um, your time winding down with WWE, what was, what was that, like, last chunk like for you? The, the last story with Bob and uh, mm -hmm. Bob, Bobby. Bob. I love Bobby. He's a great guy. He is guy. the best. He's such a good guy. He's so sweet. I think the last year was just like a bunch of shit, I think. I think I wanted to leave and I think I went home and I, I think stayed there for a few months and they finally called me, I think, for that story to do with great promises. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, I say, cool. It sounds, I mean, it sounds fantastic. This is what you want to do. Uh, CJ was okay with it and everything was great. And I said, great, let's do it. And then eventually that's not what happened. I yeah. didn't even make it to WrestleMania, oh, <laughs> but man. it's okay. I'm not mad. Yeah, Shit happens. Sure, I was sure. really happy. You know, I was really happy when I got fired. I was, I was delighted. Because elated? Just, Were yeah, you elated? I was elated. Thank you for teaching me that word. <laughs> yeah. Elated. Thank you. Renee always taught me that word. I'm always going to give her credit for that. It's documented. <laughs> it is documented. It's so funny. I was thinking about that when we were like doing this interview. 
thinking of that moment of you're like, I'm elated. What does elated mean? And I was like, oh, fuck, what does elated mean? And I'm like trying to like convey it to you on live television. That was great. It came through. <laughs> it did come through. It came through for us. It was too entertaining. Um, So you felt good. I kind of lashed out for about five seconds just mm-hmm. because the timing was it was bad with sure. COVID and everything. Right. And my wife still being there. And, you know, just I was concerned, you know. Yeah. Nobody knew it was the beginning of COVID. Yeah. But I was happy. I knew I knew I was going to be fine yeah. because I just knew I'm good. <laughs> Did you know right off the bat that like AEW was probably where you wanted to land? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wanted AEW in, in uh, New Japan for sure. Yeah. So there was never any kind of a lull of you being like, mm, do I still want to do this anymore? Or you were still like gung ho, like I'm oh, sticking. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I love wrestling. Yeah, I love absolutely love. As much as you know, I want to do movies, and I try to do that as well. Yeah. I just, professional wrestling is so much fun. There's nothing yeah. like it, and and you can hear all these people like John Cena and all these guys that leave, and they'll tell you it's just nothing like it. Yeah, yeah. The live audience, the feed, the love, the hate. You can't get that from the camera. Yeah, no, it's so true. It really is one of those things I find like the the longer I'm like away from it, I'm like, mm, I kind of miss that like chaotic nonsense. Like you, you love it. And when you love it, you love it. I love the crowd. I love the experience being among and fighting and creating, especially. Yeah. Uh, but the backstage bullshit politics is just. <laughs> no, thank you. No, I know. Wouldn't it be so nice if you just like not have that involved? But, but is there politics in all the life though? I think in everything. I think in absolutely everything. There's bullshit everywhere. There was something I was just going to ask you about the politics, wrestling. It was a good one too, and it just left my brain. Well, let's talk the acting side of things. What's going on with that? It seems like you, you know, you kind of stay busy. You were off TV for a little while out doing something, yeah? I was off TV because I couldn't get a spot in. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't get booked, brother. So the whole thing happened in between. I thought it was coming back. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. And eventually I got an audition. You know, I got auditions every now and again. And they liked me and they wanted to book me for this East New York show in, um, for, for CBS pilot. And I was like, heck yeah. I was so, because it was my first one. I've never done this before. And it's Mm -hmm. not like, Hey man, can you help my cousin get into, you know, I had an audition. I had boom and they called me and I was like, wow, really me? Yes. (laughs) I was really excited and I got a great experience. Got to live in, in Brooklyn for uh, for two weeks got to experience new york which was a great for me because mm-hmm. i used to hate new york oh my god but those bodegas those breakfast sandwiches oh are gosh. not Everything to be messed with just living there walking around everywhere mm-hmm. just living like a new yorker it was, it was there's great. nothing like that energy I, I can't do that forever but it was great for two weeks <laughs> <laughs> back to tennessee yeah and uh, i just got another audition this morning it was really cool for this uh, western movie that oh. i really really dig um, I still do my acting school. I go that every week with Leslie Kahn. But I think everybody should do that. Everybody should have a second and a third gig. Just because you're a professional wrestler, you know, from one or two days a week, you can't do anything. You gotta find other things to do and just other ways to like keep your brain engaged and keep yourself entertained, all of those things. Um, I know what I was gonna ask you. When you debuted in AEW, um, really quite the fashion choices. You were coming out loud and proud in like these bougie outfits. I did. What was like, what was going into that? Cause we never got to see that of you, of course, in WWE. And now we get this new man. Tony Khan wanted, you know, he, they called me with a spot to be the best man. You know, I wanted to just be a new persona. If this is what you want me to be, I can't come and be Rusev and be like, sure. Yeah. I'm going to play video games and I'm going <laughs> to fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't do that. <laughs> So I was like, all right, well, let's, uh, I think CJ, the hair was just incidental. CJ was dyeing her hair or something. And she was like, you want to do it? I'm like, uh, 
all right, why not? And then the clothes flew the day in because I don't know what happened with the clothes and I wanted to look cool because I wanted to look just, just look different. And uh, I think I did. But it's a write-off. It's for TV. 100%. But also, you got to treat yourself sometimes. Football fans, check out the Three and Out podcast with John Middlecoff only on the Volume Podcast Network. John brings his unique perspective as an ex-NFL scout to the volume to break down all the news around the NFL and college football. Whether you're looking for game predictions, coaching searches, the ins and outs of the NFL front office, even an occasional golf tip, John has you covered. Download 3 and Out with John Middlecoff only on the Volume Podcast Network. How nice to just say Soraya. So I know you've obviously been saying that on Twitch and everything, but now it's like the official, official. It's out there. That's it. Dude, do you know what's really weird is that Lizzie and I were just in the Mali the other day because uh, I was trying to find a new Dyson Hadrax. My boyfriend thinks he needs it for tomorrow to have a good blowout, I guess. Wait, are we talking the air wrap here? The blowout one where it's like you put the, the thing. I think that's not the like air a, wrap. Not the actual wrap where it curls it, but okay. like the, where it like, you know, gives, gives it a little, little volume. Of, yeah, little I just started up. using one of those. And let me tell you, I think Ronnie's right. He does need it on tour because I use one every don't day. Don't encourage him. I was like, I need my blow dryer. Yeah. He's like, no, you don't. Mine's, my hair's more important. But I was like, all right. Even though I bought him one for <laughs> Christmas. I literally bought him one for Christmas. And he was just like, I'm never going to need this. Like, I'm, I'm a dude. I'm he blow dries his hair. Good for him. Oh, he loves it. He likes to take care of himself. I love Get it. that flow but, out there. We were at the, uh, we were at the mall and then someone was like, Soraya? And I'm like, and I, I'm so used to people calling me Paige that I thought, yeah. do I know this person personally? <laughs> so I'm just yeah. like, I'm sorry, do, like, do I know you from yeah. somewhere? Yeah. And he was just like, no, can I have a picture? And I'm like, oh, you're a fan. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. So when he, when, uh, but I like try to play off because I felt really stupid that I was like, do I know you? Like, you know, so I was just like, you just have like a really familiar face. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just your face is very familiar. And I'm like, nice to meet you though. I just like, I just like, I was very like startled. I was just like, Soraya. That happened. So yesterday I was at the signing and I wrapped up doing the interview with Brian. I walk out and there's this like flaming redhead dude at the bar getting a beer. He turns around and goes, Renee. I thought it was Heath. It looked oh, like no. Heath with yeah. his, with like a mustache. Yeah. So I like I was like, oh my god, hi! And I was like, are you guys having fun this weekend? <laughs> like, <laughs> when I realized it wasn't him, a conversation. and that it was a fan, that I was like, oh, I thought you were a friend of mine. Yeah. I did not tell him that, but yeah, like Heath, gave though. me pause. Just like Heath, what's up, buddy? <laughs> I was like seconds away from like embracing this man. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, he was like a chubby mustachioed Heath. Oh, it was you going to say, yeah, he was like this, this chubby redhead. So I was just like, must be Heath. Right? <laughs> no, 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 He's just no. like watching this back, like one tear oh rolling down God. his face. He's like, what? Um, okay. So you're with your name. How hard is it? Or like, what, what is it like going through? Like being Paige for so long, the branding of that, the logo of that, all of those things to, to like really getting people on the, like, it's Soraya. I've never been called Soraya in my, in my wrestling because yeah. even before that, my dad named me Brittany Knight. Don't even get me started with that name, dude. It's <laughs> so awful. But that's that was my name. And then it obviously got switched to Paige. Like, I picked that name, first of all. Mm-hmm. So WWE, you should let me keep it since I'm the one who came up with this bad boy. But right? Anyway. Again, the things that you get in the divorce. I know, exactly. I'm like, fine. It should have been like a Tina Turner thing. I'm like, I get to keep the name, keep everything else. Yes. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, it's like, it's really strange. So I started getting people used to call me Soraya on Twitch anyway, because I wanted to branch out mm-hmm. more as Soraya than just be known as Paige the Wrestler. So I wanted to start building my brand and stuff like that anyway. So Twitch was already used to call me Raya, Ray, whatever. But um, 
just it's so weird just having people on the street call me it's like fine on the internet and then when you sure. see someone in person you're just like oh like it gives yeah, me the creeps, my like, government name how Jesus. dare you that is my birth name What's happening over uh, here yeah my, my mom you know successfully found that name through an acid trip <laughs> So I, like, I, I know you've told the story, but you can elaborate on it here. Just I love to, telling the story. I'll tell it all the time. So yeah, everyone's always just us. like, Soraya, like, that's so exotic. Like, where did you get that from? And I'm just like, oh, man, really good story. So my mom was tripping on acid at a Slayer <laughs> concert, and she misheard Slayer for Soraya, and that's how I got my name. But the lead singer's last name is also Araya, so I'm just like, oh. that's probably how you got confused. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, a lot of things could probably happen in an acid trip, and it all kind of blends into one. And yeah, that's now the one you're here. good thing, though. There you go. Look at me. <laughs> and now Twinkle she's here. Eye. How are you feeling right now? To be like, well, what, a decade with WWE? Yeah, dude. To be, you were such a baby being signed there. You were 18, 19? Yeah, I'm about to be freaking 30, dude. Yeah, you in, are. In like a couple of weeks. I know. Oh, dude, it's really weird. But yeah, to be with WWE from being a child, growing up in that business, that's all you've really known for yeah. the last however long. And now... You're not doing that. How are we feeling? Honestly, like they told me, obviously Johnny had called me and was just like, it was really chill. Like we left on like, we parted on good terms, Mm -hmm. which is really good. Because, you know, a lot of people get bitter or whatever, but I'm just like, I'm really appreciative of the the journey I had, dude, because I wouldn't be where I am without them. So I'm really thankful. But I was a little nervous too, because I feel like- Once you leave WWE, you just, you don't have, like, that check every week. So you're like, well, now I have right? to work. Like, I, I like sitting at home just getting a paycheck. Thank you very much. I saw a meme um, that was, like, somebody being like, how do I make money? And then tears. I have to work. Yeah, I like, know. Oh, That's shit. Literally it. All like, right. Oh, look, now I have to, like, socialize. And I've, I've had, like, years now of, like, not doing signings because WWE yeah. didn't use me. So then, like, having my first signing this weekend for StarCast, I had, like, so much anxiety. I had to bring my emotional support human, Lizzie, with me. <laughs> I was like, I need someone. You can take like a Benny bring- with you if you want. He's Dude, all right. Please, I wish I could bring like lobster. Yeah, that would be a dream. But he's a pit bull, and people are just so mad about pit bulls yeah, for some pe- reason. But, um, but yeah, like it's, it's like I had a lot of anxiety. I'm just like, like bloody hell. And then I land. There's fans in the freaking airport as soon as we land, mm-hmm. and they're all like really sweet. But I'm I'm not used to seeing fans. Anymore. It's a so trip when like, you're not used to that. You're yeah. like, whoa, I you're wasn't like, ready for that coming off the plane. Yeah, dude, you get so used to it. With WWE just constantly seeing mm-hmm. them all the time, and then you have. COVID hit and then not being used. And yeah. then all of a sudden you're like, bam, there's just people everywhere. You get to the hotel, there's fans there. Yeah. And like wrestlers too. And you're like, God, I like have to speak to all these yeah, people. Yeah, I, I was at TV hotel the other day and same thing. I was like, oh yeah, God, I forgot what this is like. Yeah. I feel like it used to be a lot crazier. Yeah, I have to go to TV hotel later to do this other interview thing. Either. Get ready. Hopefully they've all, like everyone's like dispersed. Oh, actually, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, because SummerSlam was yesterday. It might not be too, too bad. Yeah. And it's a Sunday. Everyone go yeah, home. Yeah, go take a hike. Go home. Okay, so now there's like this freedom. What are you going to do with it? Man. The, the, like, I know it's like a loaded of question of like, yeah, like there is, I mean, obviously there's a ton of opportunities. I've said it yeah. a million different times, a million different ways that you're so talented you're a very special person. I know it's like, is it awkward saying that to someone's face? Um, Dude, I'm so awkward with compliments anyway. I'm just like, oh my God, thank you. And shut up, like, I am not. Dying. I'm like, oh my God, you better stop it right now. Um, but it's like finding what that thing is. And it's such a, it's so weird, I think, coming from like the wrestling world, being known as being a wrestler. You have a, a movie made about you. Yeah, it's like, there's all of these things. It's like, now, what do we do with this to like find the next thing? 
We're like, right now, we're going to be, we're putting a book together. So I'm yes. really excited about that. I haven't told anyone about the book yet. But I, well, did I plant the seed of the book? Maybe. Maybe. You could have. Like, I, I feel I've, like you have so many stories to tell. Dude, I'm like a cat. I have nine lives. Because, like, I mean, a lot of people haven't been through what I've what I've been through, dude. Yeah, and it's I know. It's freaking crazy. And, like, I try, like, uh, people who don't know me, if I tell them, like, even, like, parts a of, snippet. like. Yeah, they're just like, are you okay? Like, I'm like, I don't <laughs> think so, bro. Um, I was We're like. holding on. Yeah, I'm like, by a thread, dude. But, yeah, I'm like. Now, I'm like. I'm glad I went through all that early because imagine yeah. having like a midlife crisis. Oh my! I, I guess that's around the corner soon. Anyway, let's see how. That Maybe goes. you dodge it because you did. I mean, you went through so much stuff so early. Yeah. I mean, even when you think about being as young as you were, moving to a brand new country, away from your family, figuring your shit out like that alone rocks people's worlds. Yeah. What was that even like? Like getting your own apartment for the first time. And you're really close with your family too. So it's not like you're like deuces. Like you guys are all really tight. Well, actually when I did live that, I was already fiercely independent anyway. So like my mom and dad had a pub and I lived above the pub by myself. (laughs) Oh my God. I just like, I loved, I I loved being by myself and I would always travel by myself. Yeah. But it's different traveling and then getting to come back home. Rather than moving to a completely different country. Have your mom's meals. Yeah, exactly. Dude, it is so bizarre. So when I first came over here, I was so scared, but I was also really young. And I didn't know anything about, like, uh, rent as insurance. Mm. I didn't know how to get my social security. Oh, my God. Bank account. Because when WWE signed you back then, it was like, okay, we signed you. You know, we got the visa. Now go do all the other things. Yeah, now you have to figure everything out. Oh, yeah. I cried outside of so many government buildings. Oh, God. It's so intimidating, right? And I'm just like, what do we do? And luckily, this woman called Lexi Five, she is uh, the promoter for Shine. And and she works in Shimmer and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Luckily, I knew her from doing the indies and stuff. So she was like, you can come to my house for like two weeks. And I was just like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And she took me around. She went and got everything for me. She was like, this is what you need. This is what you need. And I'm just like, thank God she's here. Because if I was by myself, I would I would have a mental breakdown. It's yeah. Awful. Yeah. Because you, you're just so it's young. It's so you don't overwhelming. Know what, yeah. You don't learn these things. Especially yeah. come from England, a different country. This difference so different. Yeah. So, yeah, and then I'm just like, wait, you have to use social security? Okay, like, I can't get paid, though, until I get my social security. Yeah. So I had weeks of, like, not getting a check, and then they were taking money out of my checks when I finally got it to replace the money for the visa, too. Oh, my Lord. So I'm just like, oh. And then, um, and also, I had a friend from England, bless his heart, like, his name was, uh, was he still alive? His name is Steve, and uh, he had, he had, uh, he inherited a bunch of money, right? So, like, I remember him being, like, if you need money to go to America, let me know. And he gave me, like, a $1,000, uh, I guess it would be dollars. Oh, that's so and sweet. My, my parents didn't have much, so I managed to save up, like, $200, like, 200 pounds. So it would be, like, $300 or something like that. Yeah. So, like, I had, like, a decent amount to go get some cheap furniture. Sure. And, like, get, like, go to Walmart and get, like, you know, some ramen noodles and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I managed to get through a couple of weeks, and then, obviously, you start getting the paycheck. But still, it's really scary. I'm just, like... I don't even have a car. I don't have a license. I tried to get my license twice before I got it. And <laughs> okay, actually, I, I took like- Summer Ray's car, dude. I said, Summer, can I take your car to like to, to do this driving test? And she was like, of course. You know? <laughs> so I was like, great. And then I took it and I did the whole freaking thing, like passed the actual test. And then he was like, all right, can you please pull into the parking space? We'll go get your license. And I'm like, yes. And so I pulled in and I pressed the accelerator instead of the brake button. <laughs> I know. And like a person had to like jump out of the way. <laughs> And I'm just like, first of all, I feel like he's being dramatic, but like I end up hitting like <laughs> I end up hitting like this little pole too. 
So like the front of the car was like dented, and I was like, oh my god. And then I was, and then I like looked over the guy. He was Big like, well, X. I can't like give you license after you nearly just murdered somebody um, and crashed the car. So I was just like, yeah, fair, right. fair enough. So I get back, and then there's Bildemar, and he's just like, did you pass? And I'm just like, no. And he gives it all ooh, fucking eye roll. What was your relationship there. like with Bill? Honestly, I wasn't a big fan of Bill. I was a huge fan of Dr. Tom. Like, when I first got there, it was Dr. Tom, Norman Smiley. Love Norman Smiley. Norman. I actually have a story of him, too, because when I first got there, I was like, me and Evelise were, like, the only ones from, uh, like, the indies that mm-hmm. had, like, previous wrestling experience, you know? And it was a very small group. Like, FC but W was really tiny, you guys. Like, it was... Really tiny, dusty old warehouse. Like, it was just like, this WWE? Like, this is like so bizarre. <laughs> We've arrived. I was just like, really? Like, this is so crazy compared to NXT now. Like, yeah. You know, when Hunter took over and made it just this big special thing. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, there was only a small group of us, like five girls. But like, when I, when I got there, like, I felt like everyone kind of was like a little bit standoffish with me, which is absolutely fine. Like, I'm new, but I was young, so I just took it personally, of course. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I was really intimidated. And then uh, everyone was going, I was there for a couple of months, the Mania sat come around, Mania yeah. Miami, and everyone got to go except for me at that time. And I what? was like, oh, well, I've only been here for a couple of months, I understand. But then Norman called me. And because uh, like a couple of days before I did like this wrestling match and I guess they were like impressed by me. And they, I've been there for a couple months at this point already. So they got to know me a little bit more. Yeah. And Norman, bless his heart, he calls me and he was just like, I was at my apartment and he was just like, I just want to let you know that when you first came here, I thought you were going to think that your shit doesn't stink because of like being on the indies. He was just like, but I just want to say that you're a really good person. And he Aww. was just like, I, I misjudged you. And I was like, you misjudged because Norman's so sweet. Yeah. You don't know that he's misjudged you in any way. You just think he's just an angel, right? Yeah. So I'm just like Norman being like, "Who is this chick?" Yeah, but Wait, he was, I was like, wrong. Yeah, but he was like so nice. So I never saw it from him. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I'm like, I guess you can hide it very well, or you just don't know how to be mean. Like I don't know. But he was just like, I just want to let you know that you're gonna go to WrestleMania, and I was just like, oh, that's mm. great. So this was like a huge moment, and it was just like really cool. So I love Norman, and then there's yeah, Doctor Tom, Joey Mercury, Steve Kern. And uh, Ricky Steamboat was oh, there Oh, yeah. Yep. He was there when I first yeah. started going down there. Yeah. And then and Dusty, that's Dusty, of course. What an angel he yes. was, huh? Total um, angel. Yeah. He was great. So when, like, you know, it kind of, like, got took over by Bill, it was just a whole shift in energy. Mm-hmm. Like, it was more like like a like a army boot camp or something like that. But it was more like less learning about wrestling and more just wanting to blow us up in the ring. Yeah. And then... When Sarah came in, like, it was kind of like we weren't, at that time, we weren't split up into groups of, like, experience. Mm. So I just had to keep taking these freaking arm drags over and over again and then taking a bump and then doing these rolls. And I'm Front just rolls, like, baby. I'm just like, oh, my God, like, this is so fucking brutal. I just want to learn new moves, you know what I mean? I want to learn mm. to wrestle. I don't want to keep doing the same shit over and over again. I'm like, you know, I can help these girls out, whatever, but, like, I, I want to learn, too. But it was just like the same thing over and over again. Nothing new. Was there ever times that they were trying to change your style? Because your style was like pretty, and not like drastically different from everyone else's, but you had that like, just like. I had to tone it down a little bit and make it a little bit more girly. Like with Dr. Tom again, he like let us do whatever. And we were having like money in the bank matches. And like he was letting us do German suplexes. And he was just like, whatever you do, as long as you do it safely, like it's all good. And like he trusted us with it. And we had so much fun. But then when Bill came along, it was just like. Now, <laughs> you know, can't do that stuff. I have to do this. And it was just like, it was, it was annoying. And he wanted me to start wearing more color. 
No. Yeah, yeah. And I remember being so disappointed one day because we all got. I guess that's what we can see in the mo- in your movie, right? Was, like when yeah. it is that, like. But it was the trainer that was telling me to yeah. do, wear more color. Mm-hmm. So like he was constantly saying how Summer Rae was like the perfect diva and stuff like that, you know. And he was like, Fucking everyone should Summer be more Rae. like Summer Rae. And I was just like. I was like, okay, but like the reason why I got signed is because of the way I look, like not because I look like Summer, it's because I look like me, you know? Yeah. So it was a whole thing. And so, but he was like, you should try wearing more color. Anyway, so I remember there was a show in Tampa and like FCW got invited. So we all went and I wore a blue dress and I fucking hated it. But <laughs> I wore this blue dress because I wanted to like make Bill happy, right? Mm-hmm. And so I thought like, you know, okay, I look like a diva. I felt good about it at the time though. You know, I was just like, okay, I look like a diva. You know, I look more like Summer Rae. And then uh, we get back to, you know, the the center at the time, like the, the day after or whatever. And he was just like, I just want to give a special shout out to someone that was really trying yesterday. who looks just like a diva. And then he said, Summer Rae. And I was just like, I was what? like, fuck's sake. Like, I was just like, fuck this. I was we just get like, it, Summer. Yeah, no, it has nothing to do with Summer. No, I know, I know. I yeah, love like, Summer. Like, Summer was like fantastic, right? She did. She looked the part and stuff like that. Yeah. But it was just like. If I was trying and it yeah, was just yeah. like fucking hitting a wall, you know what I mean? So yeah. and I was just like, fuck this guy. Like, I'm not going to keep on trying to impress it, especially when Dusty was telling me the opposite. And I'd rather listen to Dusty Rhodes than a build them off. You sure, know what I mean? of course. So Dusty Rhodes was just like, no, baby, you're mysterious. <laughs> you know, yeah. and he was just like, my raven head lady, you know, and I was just yeah. my porcelain princess. <laughs> so I was just like, you're right. He was just like, yeah. no, fuck them. You do you. And uh, he was like, he was telling me that's what makes me special and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I have that. But I got frustrated with Dusty at one point. I think I told yes. you this story before. Yeah, I we called, talked about I called that, him yeah. motherfucker in the middle of promo class because he was just like, I need, I need you to be more mysterious and try and say less but do more. And I was just like, Ugh! like so we're like, I, and those promo classes are really intense because everyone's watching peers. you yeah. and like. You get kind of randomly called. Oh, you! Everyone's staring daggers through oh, you. Dusty like, loved to randomly call me up all the time, dude. Oh, like, you I randomly like, called me up once, really. and I was like, "What? You're like, what am I doing here?" Yeah, it was. It's fucking brutal and it's yeah. intimidating and scary, but it makes you better. It really, sure, does. sure. But, uh, but fuck, I hate him for it. Being like doing a promo in front of like an audience versus like your peers. Exactly. Like, oh, like, you know, you're getting thing. judged by these motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've been in your spot. I know yes. exactly what you're thinking right now, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, I just, uh, I remember him being, like, telling me all this, all this stuff, and I just got so frustrated, and I just, like, had, like, kind of a creative blog, and I went up there, and I just did this stupid prayer, and it was bad. But, like, he doesn't care about embarrassing you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, so, he'll just be like, I asked you for chicken dinner, you give me chicken shit, like, that in front of everybody, and I was just like, fuck you, motherfucker, like, you know, and I, like, walk <laughs> off, and I stomp upstairs to, like, the locker room. Then he comes like shortly after and he like knocks on the door. He's like, it's my porcelain princess in you. <laughs> and he was like, first of all, nobody calls me a motherfucker. And I was just like, you're right. I'm so sorry, Dusty. It's just like, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. And he was just like, you know, he was just like, you just have to give 100% all the time. Uh-huh. He was just like, you have to try every single day. Even if there's two people in the audience, you always give your, you know, 110%. But he's also like, I just want you to be, you know, he knew that I could be a star. Pushing, yeah. Yeah, and he was just like really, really pushing it, you know. Mm-hmm. He was just like, I just know you can be something special. He was just like, you just have to trust me and just, you know. Yeah. And he was just great. And like, the best. Yeah, man, the it best. was such a sad day when he passed away. Oh, my God. We were filming for uh, yeah. Total Divas. And we were, like, everyone just started crying. I was like, what happened? They were like, Dusty died. And I was like, no. Yeah. I was like, devastated. I remember, yeah, I was on a treadmill. I was, remember like being on a treadmill and getting like the text. And I was like, 
it's when moments like that happen, you can like remember exactly where yeah, you were. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So horrible. Love I'm, Dusty. I love, remember love Dusty. Uh, Dusty's funeral. I was like, I couldn't bring bring myself to. What is what? that? Is that a pterodactyl? What in the Nashville fucking creatures is going on out here? Get out of your cicadas. Go back to hiding for seven years. Jesus. Like fucking Jurassic. That was scary. I was like, oh my God, where's Chris Pratt? Yeah. Where's Jurassic Park? Stay. Uh, um, yeah, with, with uh, Dusty's funeral, I was like, I, I don't know wherever I want to go because funerals are hard, right? Yeah. Especially in America. In England, everyone's just having a great time at a funeral. It's crazy. That to actually think sounds about. like a better way to do it because you should yeah. be celebrating the person, yeah, right? Like, Rather than you just like, like, like bury them or, you know, do your thing. And then you go have this wake, but it's literally just a huge fucking party and everyone's drinking, have a good time and like celebrating their life. But over here, it was more like mourning. Like, it's really yeah. sad. Oh, very sad. Yeah. Sad event, right? Yeah. So, like, uh, I just remember being like, I don't know if I can handle going, especially at that age, you know. And, I just, and my dad, I remember him saying to me, he was just like, if you don't go, you'll, you'll regret it. Sure. And I was just like, you're, you're so right. So I ended up going. Yeah. And there was a lot of people there. There was a lot, there of, people. A lot of people. Yeah. And it was just like hearing Cody talk about him. And, oh, it yeah, just gave Brooke, me goosebumps. Right? Ooh, yeah. Dude, he was like, he just did such a good, like, eulogy dude my whole like, body's covered in goosebumps yeah right now, it was just that. really fucking beautiful because yeah. he brought up like the broken toys thing and dusty used yes. that before he was just like i love my broken toys because he loves like putting them back together and like shining them up you know mm-hmm. and he was just like it's like crazy <laughs> what are you doing over there but uh yeah, it was just like, I'm glad I went. I yeah. couldn't stay till like for the after thing though. I was just like, I'll stay for this part and then I'll head home. Yeah, yeah, dusty. Um, okay, so you're on the road, you leave home, mm-hmm. join WWE. That's like one hardship enough of yeah. like being a young kid doing that thing. Then you're like called up to the main roster, win the title, have that monumental moment that we know winning that title on like your debut with AJ Lee. Pressure is on, everyone knows you've pretty much been anointed like the next star what's Dude. that like being in that position of being like still that's a lot of 21 yeah 21? 21 21 and i just got i had the nxt women's championship at the yes. time so first had, nxt women's yeah first champion. ever with the nxt thing i wasn't even supposed to be doing the match right so i just had this surgery i had a dermoid cyst removed right and uh i had i have this big scar across my you know me too my gimmick from now. my baby yeah mine's not from a baby mine's from what well, a demon child that was attached to my ovary it had fucking hair and everything it was the weirdest shit it too did? i'm like what in the fuck is this alien I've yeah seen those, i've heard of this so you have you them get, at like, birth teeth and shit yeah. right you get them at birth and i didn't i didn't know that and then it just like grew over time and it was 10 centimeters by six so like i went there because um I think I went there because I found out I had scoliosis in my back because of Rob the Trainer. I, I didn't even know I had scoliosis, right? So I went there and then I had like this whole like full body x-ray, you know, whatever. And then they saw like this mass and I was just like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. So then I go to like, you know, uh, my gyno or whatever. And they're just like, oh, that's a dumb So I had it removed and then I had to have like a couple of weeks out of the ring. And I remember being like, oh my gosh, the pay-per-view's coming up. And it was the first ever pay-per-view to yeah. ever hit the mm-hmm. WWE Network. Yeah. We were the first women to be shown on there. And I was like, oh, fuck, well, I might not be able to do this, you know. And then literally on the day of the pay-per-view, like, um, Hunter was just like, do you think you're ready to have a match right now? And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. And he was Let's just go. like, he was like, I need to see you roll around and stuff like that. Like, we have to be safe, you know. And so I was doing my thing. And then... Um, and then the doctor came out and they were just like, all right, you're good to go. And I was like, oh, thank God. So I'm like, I get to have this match. And then, uh, you know, getting to be the champ at the same time was fucking insane. Huge. So you're just like, big, 
big moves, right? And then doing the Divas Championship, dude, I was just like, because I already got told the day before, everyone knows the story about Dwayne telling me. Yeah. And then getting to, you know, well, and it was intimidating, especially back then, the locker room was way more intimidating because it was way more, I feel like, cutthroat back then too. It definitely was. Yeah. Everyone was super nice to me, of course. But it was just... There uh, was more generations almost as well where it was like, there was Vicky and Tamina and then there's like AJ, Celeste, yeah. uh, the twins obviously. Um, Rosa, Foxy. Yeah. It was just like that generation of like, they've been through shit too. Yes. You know, they probably oh, went yeah. through a lot oh, more yes. shit. So they were just like, you know, um, a little bit more guarded, mm-hmm. you know. But they were all still super nice to me for sure. But it was just like intimidating to go up there because I'm this fucking new girl. You know, that they all just did this match prior on WrestleMania where they all couldn't beat AJ. So it was a little unfair that this girl's coming up and just doing it in like yeah. a couple of minutes. So I totally get it. But it was like, it was still, it, it was intimidating and scary. And I'm like, trust me, I, I'm in this position. Like, I, I'm n- n- never going to say no to it. Yeah, yeah I'd never course. be like, no, I don't want this championship. Not I'm my like, time yet. Yeah, uh-uh. yeah. So I was just like, uh, I just went, I just went with it. And AJ really like was really sweet to me yeah like she really she wanted to help me out in everything promos and like i didn't know whether i should go sit in the makeup chair because of oh. like etiquette you know and i'm like the, like, the chaos of the makeup chair good god oh look like politics like that now, no it's not like that now but, but the makeup chair back in the day oh my god if you like it depended like the hierarchy and yes. who gets to be in the makeup chair first and that's just like down from like again generations of just how it was again not the same now but uh AJ was like, no, sit there. And Jan was the one who was the head makeup artist too. And I was about to sit in her chair, which she would make our makeup fucking look like Sally Jesse Raphael, dude. It was like fucking early 90s. I was just like, you girls are like fighting over this thing. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm just like peed a little laughing at that. I'm just like, why is is this woman causing so much anarchy, right? (laughs) So I was just like... I was like, all right. And then like she even brushed out my curls. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this, right? Whatever. I'm like, I don't know how to do hair and makeup, so this is the best it's going to get, I guess. So, like, uh, I remember getting it done and then just being like, all right. And then I'm nervous because I haven't done this promo, and then Vince wants me to be more timid, and I'm like, that's not the character I was doing in NXT. Right. But um, he told me, I think it was um, Road Dog or something like that, he was just like, he was like, he wants you to be like that now, but you can slowly change it. Sure. Don't worry. You know? Sure. So I was just like, you're right. So, or maybe fit. It was one of them. But yeah, so we end up figuring it out. That was crazy. Everyone's you crying. You have to like work straight away, dude. Like uh-huh. as soon as you get backstage, like, all right, you need to go take pictures and you do interviews. You need to do this. You know? Yeah. So, and I'm like, all right. And then like I walk back and I just see Randy being like, you beat her with a leg sweep. I was like, and I was like, yeah, I know. The, the move kind of like wasn't, it wasn't the perfect, you know, it wasn't nailed perfectly. But that's why yeah. I kind of stopped using that move. Mm. Was because Randy moment, was like, what's up with the leg sweep? Well, no, because it wasn't taken perfectly. Mm. And like with that, we, and it wasn't just him who said it. I, I just remember that because the first thing he said when I come back and we were like laughing about it. But people were like tweeting at me about it. Like, did they? Should, did she just beat Adrian with leg sweep? But it's only because, uh, yeah, with that move, it has to be both of us figuring it out. Right. You know what I mean? Where yeah. like with all the other moves I was doing, I can just do it myself and it's going to look good. Unless 
I do the rampage, and for some reason, they just want to roll over. That used to bother me so much. I'm like, how are you over there? Like, you're taking a DDT. Like, it's, but that was the only thing that used to bother me was, like, the rollover. But I would just tighten their head a little bit and, like, you're stay staying there. Here. Yeah, stay exactly. here. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's the reason why I got rid of it. People always ask me why, and I was just like, because I can't execute it perfectly if it's not, if it's not just it's me. It's not the right time. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, guys. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed the week, enjoyed the best of the sessions. You guys can hear the full-length interviews um, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Just uh, download them, give them a listen, give them a like, a review. And if you want to see what you're hearing, head on over to my YouTube page. Just search Renee Paquette. It's all up there, and you can see us talking having this interview, having a hangout, it's all up on there. Um, And that's been like a really great, cool, growing community. So uh, I'm really enjoying the hangouts on the YouTube as well. So we can see you guys over there. And jump in the comment section, you know. Jump in, chime in, leave a comment. Uh, We like filtering through them all, reading about them. Maybe even like, I don't know, some constructive criticism if you had it. We're all ears. God, did I open up a can of worms by saying that? I don't know. Be nice. Be cool in there. This has been The Sessions.